you listen to mama.com, you might not go to hell. Mind of Man, Mind of God number 99. It is, what day is this? The uh, 12th. October the 12th, 2008, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. How you doing, Dave? Well, I'm recovering from a cold a couple of days ago, but I might have that deep throaty voice that uh, our female uh, listeners love so well. But um, it's mostly cold, not hormones. <laughs> hey, what's that advertising here? What's, hmm? what's her name? Somebody Turner? Tina Turner? Not Tina. No, uh, Catherine Turner. Catherine Turner, yeah. She got deep throaty, throaty voice. Throaty, throaty voice. <laughs> That's hard to say fast. Throaty voice. Yeah, but other than that, I'm um, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. It's a lovely day out here in Tucson. The weather has finally broken. Got it down into the 70s. It's actually cold now. Everyone's complaining about how cold it is. <laughs> Whiny hmm. bastards out here. Yeah. It's a lovely day here. It's a little warm, actually. No kidding. It's 72 now, but it's supposed to be 80-something today. Are we going to talk about the weather, Reiner, when the election's coming and the economy is going down the toilet? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What do I care? (laughs) We've been been expecting this for some time, have we not? Exactly. I'm not shocked by any of this. Mm. Yeah, you could be, since you have uh, relatives who understand all this um, brouhaha, I imagine. Yeah. Plus, since I don't have any money, most of it doesn't really affect me. Then. Yeah, you're not really tied up in the stock market particularly, huh? I just have my retirement fund, but I'm going to work till I die, so I'll never use that. So what do I care? <laughs> Got a good attitude or something. <laughs> something okay. like it. Yeah. Well, it is the uh, wages of sin and greed, though. Would you agree? I don't know. I, you know, I think... A bunch of idiots mismanaging money, and then they got to take my money and bail them out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm again at all. And you got to love this campaign. <laughs> it's funny. Man, oh, mister. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, it never ceases to amaze me that the uh, quote-unquote uh, Christian right uh, – Views off the uh, the hate like uh, nobody's uh, business, of course. All these Palin rallies and oh yeah, They're yelling for whatever. Okay, today is Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, been to PostSecret.com? PostSecret.com? No. They send it, people send in postcards of their secrets, uh-huh. and he posts them on the web. Oh yeah, you told me about this thing, right? Yeah. I, see, I have seen this. Okay, thing. there's another good one this morning, and here is it is. There? Somebody, Somebody wrote and said, if my staunchy conservative boyfriend can bring himself to say, I love you out loud before the election, I'll vote for McCain. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny and sad that she's with her staunchly conservative boyfriend. I guess. Doesn't she know better? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know better, Dave. Oh, although I don't know what conservative means nowadays. It's just a, everything is just a bunch of you know. It's just words. 
I mean, the conservatives aren't conservative, and the liberals aren't liberal, and you know. And, and they all just lie to each other. I don't know. It's a big mess. But as God tells us in the readings, go and eat. That's right. We're going to have rich foods and choice wines. I'm all mm, about mm, Let's mm. do that. We're all going to get coronary artery disease. Oh, I probably already got that. And then on his mountain, he will destroy the people who are buttheads. And stuff. You know, here's the thing that you know irritated me a little bit about the read, like the third reading. I have to yeah. tell you. Now, I get all the imagery there about you know you're invited to this banquet and everyone's saying, oh, you know, go screw yourself to God basically and not showing up and he's smiting them and smoting them uh, left and right. But now here's what bothered me. Then, then after he had, you know, had his regular invitees and they all kind of shunned him, they said, well, go get everybody from the, you know, out in the field and the, you know, just your regular schmoes. So he gets the regular schmoes in there, and then he knows, well, somebody doesn't have the right clothes on. Oh, well, now I'm going to toss you out. I mean, you know, that's a little bit of a screw job, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, you're not planning for this wedding. You, somebody comes in off the street, grabs you, throws you in, the, and then he throws you out because you're not dressed right. I mean, that what? Give me a break. You know, I've heard that argument before, Dave, and and there are several um, explanations which some of them might be crap. But one of them that I heard was, well, this guy's a king, okay, right? Mm-hmm. And allegedly, and one of the explanations I heard of this was that, well. <clears throat> When you went to a wedding at a king, when you walked in the front door, they had, you know, it's like going to a restaurant. Oh, you don't have a tie and a coat. Here, we got one for you. Mm-hmm. And they, and so allegedly they had garments, and this guy just said, screw it, I ain't doing it. That was one explanation I've heard. And that's why, you know, at least allegorically, what the reference was. But what what does it mean? I mean, why was that thrown in the end? We already know the people are, you know, the people kind of shunned it and didn't show up. So what does this guy represent as opposed to those ones earlier? Well, this is a guy who he said, okay, you know, like all the people that you invited first, right, your mm-hmm. staunch <laughs> church-going people, they were you know, too busy voting Republican to bother right. the church or something, right? right? So then he says, well, screw you. I'll let some Democrats in <laughs> or something. Finally. Yeah, and then, you know, so you go and he says, okay, but when you come in here, you know, you got to – you know, sign up here, and this is one guy who, I mean, it's kind of like that cloak thing. It, I don't know if that's a, a true thing, but he says, yeah, here's the rules. You're supposed to wear this stuff. We got some for you. It's not a big deal. Put this on. And the guy still says, screw you. I'm not doing that. So he's like, even though, you know, the first people got rejected because they did bad things and we got a whole other people, you still got to, you, you can't be like those people again even so you got to invite second because, you know, if you're not, and, and I think, and I actually went to the footnotes on this reading, and it said something like, yes, that means that if you sign up for it and you still don't do what you're supposed to do, like, this is from Matthew, and they reference other readings, and they say, well, if you don't still care for the poor, whatever you're supposed to do, you're still going to get kicked out, mm-hmm. even though, you know, yeah, I invited you in, but if you act badly, I'm throwing you out. <laughs> All right. All right. I was upset for the guy. I was going to bat for him. I know. And like you're saying, if it's truly what you're saying, I would agree with you. And But again, it's a parable, and it doesn't always mean what you think. And Well, that's true. It is a parable. 
That's, that's, a, that's a very good point. I bet they had some pretty good food at this parable, though. <laughs> I'll bet they did. The king mm-hmm. has good food. That's what I'm saying. The first reading said that, right? A rich, a feast of rich food and choice wines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all people. You're into the wine. I know. Right? You like you like a good glass of wine. I do. Actually, I people tell me I like a bad glass of wine. Do you? Uh, yeah. Are they are they commenting on your palate? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, you ever meet these wine snobs, and I think right. what happens is most of them, I think, are alcoholics. I think so. That's why they have to drink so many before they get the right one. Well, they, they all start liking these, you know. Everybody loves these deep red that I always find too tannic and yeah. bitter. I'm like, mm. I don't like that. Yeah. So I like the, you know, a nice Riesling or, you know, Pinot Grigio or something that's... Is a Riesling nice. a white wine? Hmm? Yeah. Is a Riesling a white wine? It is indeed. It's a fruity wine. And, and most of those wines I like have... Lesser alcohol content, you know, like a nice Auslaza has like an eight percent alcohol as opposed mm-hmm. to most of these Merlots that are like fourteen percent or something. Really, mm-hmm. I just I just don't like them. They're too. Uh, I like a good Chardonnay. That's a white wine too, isn't it? Yeah, Chardonnay. It's about twelve percent, I think. Do you like a Chardonnay? They're okay. Mm. How about a I, Cabernet Sauvignon? You know, Dave. See, that's the thing. I don't care. People do all this and they get all whiny on me, and I'm like, ah. I've you saw that movie, right? The one sideways. Yeah. That was good. We talked about that, didn't we? I think we did one time. Yeah. You had mixed feelings about it. Did I? Yeah, I think you kind of liked it, but you kind of had mixed feelings about it. I don't remember. It was okay. I'd watch it again. I think. Saw a pretty good movie. Really, what? Hamlet two. I didn't see that. It was pretty funny. Hmm. Much better than Hamlet 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sort of said that last time. It was about how Tucson sucked or something. Oh, yeah, I already brought up that. Boy, I'm yeah. repeating myself now. <laughs> Sign of age. How we we only do this every couple, three weeks anymore, and you're still repeating yourself. What the hell, Dave? <laughs> oh, God help this me. This is show 99, too. Ninety-nine, like Agent Ninety-nine. Get yeah. smart. We're, I'm just saying we're supposed to get all excited about the next one. I don't know if we can do it. Well, we're going to, but we might not be able to do it next week. Yeah. I get all our preparations, right? I don't know if I can be excited by then. <laughs> well, I think you're only excited about a quarter of the time. You think so? Well, here's what I think. I think your your arc is like a bell curve. Like you're sort of a semi-excited, like quarter, like one twenty-five percent of the time. You're, you're sort of suicidally depressed 25% of the time, and then you're kind of, the other 50%, you're kind of in the middle. You think so, Dave? Well, I think something like that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I think you're kind of in the middle today. I, I, could, I could be wrong, but that's my guess. I'd then probably be reasonably accurate. It's really reasonably accurate, yeah. That's good. That's good. Because the last time we were both on the downside, weren't we? How, how wonderful for everyone. It was. That's great stuff. So, um, all right, so what do we get out of these readings then? What do we think about these? Mm, I don't know. It seems to be about 
they, they seem adversarial to me. Really? In, in the sense that you've got the us and the them in all these readings, you know? Mm. Like the first one, you got the feast and the thing for all... It says for all peoples, but then he says, but I'm going to go destroy the bad people, right? Mm. That's really Old Testament, huh? Well, it is Old Testament. It's Isaiah, but... Mm-hmm. You know, the approach of blah, blah, blah. And the same thing with this, you know, the gospel reading, right? I had the people in the club, and they acted like jackasses, and actually murderers even, and so the king kicked their ass and got new people. So it's kind of like having the election, Dave. We're yeah. throwing out the old people, and we're trying to get new, better people, and some of them might be assholes, and we have to throw them out. Even if we get even we get other new people in, they could turn bad, huh? Yeah, though they might not be wearing a garment. Mm. <laughs> although I know that, of things to come. Although I noticed that GQ, which is all about garments, um, endorsed Obama. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. So I was they watching might... something, maybe the Colbert Report the other day. Mm-hmm. Some guy who went in there and said there's an 86% chance that Obama's going to be the next president. Wow. That's Just pretty cool. Well, you know, my my once again, my vote doesn't matter a damn because uh, McCain is ahead by, like, whatever, 15 points here in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you're, I'm gonna, you're, so you're saying that you're voting for him doesn't really need you need your help, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. He's fine here. He doesn't need my help. Or He's my probably going to get Kentucky, too. I know. We almost always vote Republican in national elections. Jeez. We, we Jeez. mostly vote Democratic locally, but somehow we always vote Republican nationally. That's kind of strange. Why is that? Hmm. I think because we have some sort of that Republican mach- or Democratic machine like, you know, Chicago, where Obama's from. <laughs> but in a national election, we don't... People are, you know, fundamentally more conservative. Hey, I got an idea. Let's talk about a religious thing that came up. What's that? Uh, What about that whole pious, the whatever? Remember, there's something in the news this week about sainthood and him, and then there was question about how he handled the World War II and the Jews and all that stuff. Well, you know, I don't listen to the news, Dave, but but I've heard this before. So, uh huh. And, And and what are your comments on this issue? I, I like I said I haven't heard the latest news, but they've talked about this for years, and they said, "What? The, yeah, they want to say that he was anti-Jews, didn't help them enough, or something." But but then you read the details, and it's like, well, apparently they were doing a lot of stuff to help people, but he didn't want to be, you know, he wanted yeah, to come out. Yeah, he didn't want to be public with it because that would mess up their ability to help. You know, they then they would say, get all the Catholics out of here. I think they sort of had a Catholic underground something going on. And if the Pope would have stood up and said, you're bad, then, you know, Hitler would have probably... Yeah, would have kind of rolled over everybody. Yeah, so the um, anti-defamation league, I guess, the, yeah, they, 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 don't want, they don't want the Pope to make him a saint. Uh, said the process should stop until secret World War II Vatican archives are declassified and fully examined so that the full record of the Pope's actions during the Holocaust can finally be known. Vatican saint-making congregation has voted in favor of a decree recognizing pious heroic virtues, major hurdle in the long process towards sainthood. We urge Pope Benedict to suspend 
sainthood. So now let's talk let's talk about sainthood for a minute, can I? Do you mind? Sure. No, I don't right. care. Now I always thought that this whole sainthood maybe I'm wrong, but you I thought you had to do some miracles. You do. Well now what is uh now were they going for are they going did they already do this? Like what about Mother Teresa? Is she a saint or are they thinking about that or what, what happened with her? I don't think she's I think she's in normally there's a waiting period. Yeah. That was suspended for her. Uh huh. I think JP two did that before he died. Hmm. He said, Oh, I'm I'm you know, vetoing the waiting period of X amount of years. You can start going for a canonization now. But but yeah, it takes a while. You have to get miracles and have them verified and canonization and Well, did she supposedly do some miracles? The way that usually works is that you after she's dead, you pray for her intercession, and then you have miracles. You know, it's like, oh, oh I pray to her to cure this, my cancer, and then I, it does, and then that's a miracle. Stuff oh, like that. Oh, man, that seems a little bit like a scam to me. Doesn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little, um, I'm a little dubious. Well, they, you know, it's, it's a process that's been going on for, you know, a long time, so. So other people have gotten to be a saint through that through that whole process, huh? Absolutely. So there, so I could like I could be a saint. Somebody prayed to me, and I guess I had to would have had to do other things during my life. <laughs> so I'm probably out of the running. Well, you, but, there's still time, Dave. Yeah. You could go um, to Mexico and fix all the poor people who are coming across the border. Like I did last weekend. Yeah. Where I went down to Mexico and I talked to immigrants. We I went on a trip to this border links, this group called Border Links, and we met with immigrants that were crossing the uh, border illegally and had gotten deported and were going back again. It was a it was a very interesting trip. You know, people don't know about this whole border thing. They just get what's in the news around here. They don't really know the people. Yep. They don't know the human cost. I bet I don't. Well, I talked to a guy who was a sociology, had either a bachelor's or master's degree in sociology from, oh, where was it? Where was he from? Guatemala? No, he was from, he was from Chiapas, which is a southern province in um, Mexico. And he hadn't been able to get work in several years. And so he had come to America already illegally a couple times, and he was milking cows. Because he would make more money milking cows and sending it back than he could do with his sociology degree in, in Chappas. Because there's no work. Because here's what's happening. Everyone thinks it's just it's illegal aliens coming across the board because they want health care. Here's what's happening. The NAFTA and all these other agreements have, have basically moved these people out of their subsistence living. And there's not enough jobs, even with the factories and everything. And plus those factory jobs are kind of shitty. There's not enough jobs, and they don't pay much for these people. So they're crossing because they can make in one hour what they would make in one day, and any job is available. If it was available, they're not even available. So they're crossing these borders just to work uh, and to make some money to support their families, generally speaking. A lot of them don't even see their families for years. Well, isn't this a problem with the government in Mexico, then? That's what I'm hearing. Well... It's the government of Mexico, but the whole NAFTA agreement, that was that was America. That was know, us but, doing it. So how does that keep them from subsistence farming now that they... How does it keep them? Because, because of the agreements, uh, for instance, 
America can now ship their corn down into Mexico, and they can buy it cheaper than what the uh, they can sell it for cheaper than what the uh, people that live there would do with their corn. So, uh, so basically, they they wind up moving them. They make it impossible for them to because of these trade agreements, free trade. It's impossible for them to. There's no protections for anything that's done locally. It's impossible for the people living there to make money off of their own local enterprises, hmm. um, because everything is being flooded from stuff you know from, comes from the states, um, and and so as a consequence. But they, but they can go get a bad job in a factory. Right. They get a bad job in a factory, but there's not enough of those. Actually, one of the next trips we're going to go down. Those are called maquilladoras. Those are I'm going to go down and see them next trip, and we'll see what the what the and and the problem with those is I don't think there's enough jobs. Number one, and and there also there's a whole bunch of environmental problems and worker safety problems with those things. And and you know they work they work them like whatever fifteen so it's like eighteen the hours a day. It's like the way this country was a hundred years ago. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, anyways, and that these kind of people are coming across the board, even though they 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 routinely told me that when they were trying hiking the desert, they'd see like two or three dead people every day, like laying along the path. People that didn't make it either, who either succumbed to the elements or to the drug dealers and drug um, or the smugglers, plants and animals that they had. <laughs> yes, Reiner, the hostile <laughs> plants and animals. Uh-huh. I had a, had a scorpion on the uh, floor the other day in my, on my on my rug. Ouch! Yeah, I had to kill it. I felt bad about it, but I had to kill it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so that's the thing. I went down to see uh, see that. It was a pretty interesting trip. So so if you go down there and you're helping these people, mm. and and some Mexican drug dealers kill you while you're in the act of helping the poor, you could be a saint for that. You know. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, keep that in mind. Keep that on my dossier in case something happens. Something happens, I can go submit your life to the canonization process. Now, am I going to care about that after I'm dead? No. Yeah, I know. (laughs) How's that going to help me? Because you're either a saint or you're not, and this is all just paperwork down here. I, I, I feel like a saint, right? Do you? I do. Every day I get up, walk out my door, I feel like I'm helping the people. It's all about the people, Reiner. It's all about the people. Which people? Our people, Reiner. Really? The people that listen to this show. (laughs) Both of those people? Which apparently is you and me. We're our people. We're the people, Reiner. We are the people. It's all about us, then, is what you're saying. It's all about us. Well, all righty, then. I'm good with that. But the real question, Reiner, is, of course... What does this have to do with foosball? Yes. What does it have to do with foosball? What does food have to do with foosball? Mmm, food. Mm. You know, if you had good beer... They didn't talk about beer here, but... Did they have beer then? Had beer been invented? I I don't know. I think so. I think yeah. beer went back to Egypt or something. You're kidding me. I don't think so. They had Egyptian beer. I'm making this up a little bit. But. What if they break into a tomb sometime and they find, like, a six-pack in there, like from the, you know. <laughs> I don't Cotton think time. they had um, uh, Plastic. a beer six-pack, exactly. No. But, uh, you know, 
food, beer, foosball. You know, 1600 B.C., Egyptian text containing 100 medical prescriptions calling for beer. See, I'm right. <laughs> 4300 B.C., Babylonian clay tablets detail recipes for beer. Wow. Wow. Maybe beer came before wine. It might have. <laughs> beer was so valued it was sometimes used to pay workers as part of their daily wages. Beer rules. Yes. I don't like beer. But... I don't like beer either. I like but you can go to beerhistory.com and find all this out. Really? <laughs> I decided I like gin. I don't like wine. I can't drink wine either, I, uh, even though I like it. So Give me a headache. Give me a headache. Yeah. Allergic and beer does the same thing, but but gin, I don't get I don't get a hangover from gin. I, I've I've had that um, same experience before. I used yeah. to drink a lot more gin. Yeah. I don't drink so much anymore. But you don't get a hangover from it, do you? Not so much. Yeah. Kind of strange. Sometimes when I drink margaritas, I get a little bit of a hangover too. Me too. But there's stuff in that mix. Yeah. Too that margarita mix. Yeah. I think there might be things in there. Could be. But it doesn't matter how much we drink or how much we alcohol we put in the women we're with, it's still going to be... No sex for you. It's true. But, but maybe if we went to a wedding or a feast, we'd meet somebody. We should go to more weddings, Reiner. More My feasts. nephew's actually getting married next weekend in San Diego, but I'm not... Ooh, maybe there'll be a chick there. I'm not going, though. Why not? It's in San Diego. Oh, man, San Diego's a cool place. I know, but I have child care issues and money issues. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, just, it's like neither one of them from there. I thought I was stupid, so I didn't go. All right. But, I mean, it would have been a lot of trouble and money for me to go to San Diego, which is one of these destination kind of wedding things. I said, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. So. But anyway, yeah, if I went to a wedding, I haven't been to a wedding in a long time. You ought to go. Go to one sometime, not that one. <laughs> we go to one closer to home. Okay. I think that's gonna where you where are you gonna meet your next wife? Uh at her wedding? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you, you problem with that is then you always have to wait, you know, till they get rid of the bomb. Oh, uh, I know. I don't know, but it's a drag. It is. Maybe I'll just, you know, Bonnie Hunt has got her buddy Holly, and they're going on perfect match or something, so maybe I'll hook up with them. Bonnie Hunt. That'd be a nice girl for you. Yes. I like I like, I like the, the Hunt Dittert wedding. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's going to happen. So. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, right? Yep. Who would think that a... Small town mayor and governor of a small state who was a, you know, had a witch doctor casting out evil spells from her and was a beauty queen and shoots caribou and wolves from a, a, a plane. Yeah. Uh, could could be a heartbeat away from being the president here in this good old America. <laughs> it's true. So the prospect of you and Bonnie Hunt seems. It's almost about the same as me and Sarah Palin, you know? Yeah. Anything could happen, man. It could. Believe. you got to believe. Have faith. Visualize it. See the future. See you and Bonnie. Mm-hmm. See it clearly. All righty, then. 
And then, then we've got rich well, food and wines, and then... Uh, yeah, that with the rich food and wine, it's going to be easier to see you and Bonnie hunt together. That's true. And then maybe if me and Bonnie are together, we can get on her, her show and play foosball. That's great. You're almost there. Right. Maybe you could have me on as a guest. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You, okay. You'll have you'll have a little pull with Bonnie then, huh? Perhaps. I don't know. So. so. All right. We're rambling, right? Yeah, I know. It's okay. time to go. <laughs> it was time to go about ten minutes ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, everyone, and uh, go and eat some rich food and drink some good wine and. Um, I don't go to church or something too. Sunday. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do all those things. Okay, that sounds okay. good. All right, see you later, Bob. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.